is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Court of Capes, where we discuss, rate, and rank hero content, live action, animated, and anime. Today, we are discussing a show that we have, I have grown to enjoy. So this was my first real introduction to this show, but our my two co-judges hold this show near and dear to their hearts. This is Kim Possible. We're currently discussing season two, episodes 26 through 28, 15, 16, 19, and 18. As I said in the past, those that is the correct chronological order in which the show needs to be addressed because as we've said, Disney just didn't care about the release order and pumped out episodes. Didn't give a frick. Didn't give one bit. One bit at all. Well, let me introduce myself. I am Darkness Correspondent Kingslayer Judge Shelton, and you have heard the showman, the conqueror, Judge Cooper. It's time to uh, go back to the future. Ooh. You, we also have our very own MCU conspiracy theorist and chaos bringer, Judge Brown. Rufus Prime, what is the meaning of life? Ooh, Rufus Prime? Oh. Wait, wait, was he ever called Rufus Prime? Yes. Many oh, times. Oh. I just, I just, like five. I honestly, like, was at Rufus 3000, and that's kind of where I stuck. Yeah, but he, 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 is, he is the best character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We'll get to that episode. The, the whole time I was just like, Rufus, yes, he is worthy of the Matrix. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, so some fun stuff. We are going to be reviewing this episode. We're also going to push aside, sadly, again, push further delay food rankings. What we're trying to do is, if you guys are audio listeners, I guess this doesn't apply to you. What we're trying to do is I'm going to show a physical representation of our food rankings. So within the Kim Possiverse, there are amazing foods that come from the Bueno Nacho. Some fantastic foods, and we like them. So we're going to rank them, as well as some other foods that um, come from Pop Pops, a place in the Kim Possiverse. Um, and I think, guys, we should add another food item uh, that... Uh, to this that we can try for fun we don't need to rank it but i think we should try it for fun um and i will bring up that item when the episode comes you guys might know exactly what i'm talking about um we're also going to I brush hope not... i hope they're not meat cakes oh gosh no no not at all we're also going to brush up on our villain rankings last time judge brown had to leave early so judge cooper and i became some villains ourselves and had some fun yeah we did so i'm, I'm terrified <laughs> so jc uh, now done. <laughs> now we'll some dastardly see. things we're, we're done <laughs> The, the absolute havoc that Curtis and I did on the list. It's just like with integrity though. We we did we did this with integrity. It's not like we did any of this out of slight or anything like that. Like we made sure that these are true rankings so far. 
The thing is, we set no parameters for controlling it, no. except for having majority control. Yes. So you guys could have completely changed the list. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yes. I oh, forgot man. about this like five minutes ago. It wasn't clear. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We just told him it, it, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So we're going to do that. So the food ranking is delayed. We're going to brush up on our hero rankings um, and just review the episodes for fun. Talk about some new stuff and how this show just takes you on a fun little trip. And I'll rank the episodes at the end as well as drafts. All right. Let us get into it. Episode 26, present JC. Let's go. Gentlemen, it's the time that we've all been waiting for. It is a sitch in time. First movie. Yeah, I still hold it against you guys for playing with me on that whole time <laughs> travel thing. God, hey, I'm, I'm still suck. of the opinion that there was no time travel story before and the timeline has been rewritten you can't disprove it the only nope. okay so the only difference for me was that that i was i my time travel was going to be introducing new fun villains all right so that that's a big difference i'd say so it's fair all right well sometimes a time stream works in mysterious ways curious yes. ways and our podcast is strong enough to stand true despite all the changes in the timeline. Oh, Boom. Man. Okay, right. guys. So we got to get into present. The first of three Sitchin' Time stories. So first of all, Kim and Ryan are taking Latin class. As someone who took three years of Latin, this made me very happy. Yes, seem Ron missed the memo, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thought that Latin class would be uh, salsa dancing and J-Lo. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no J-Lo. No J-Lo. Not Roman gladiators. Ah, uh, poor Ron. But that led us into the single best quote from the episode from Ron's dad. I'm an actuary. I can work anywhere people assign a dollar value to human life. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was good. And I believe this is the first confirmation that he is an actuary. I believe so. Believe it or not, that's going to be important later, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, also, I don't know if this is the same conversation, but it might be. But I also said I like I wrote down that maybe I need to backtrack on Ron's parents being the best. Um, they suck in this because episode. in this episode they don't seem like the greatest of parents. Like they kind of don't care. About they're like. All. He's like, why didn't you guys tell me before? Well, they're like, we thought the sign would tell you. And I'm like, oh, I guess they don't talk oh. about things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I came home as a teenager and found out that my parents had sold our house, I would, that would flip not out. Yeah, yeah. Poor Ron. He, he went through it this episode. Yeah, he did. Having to learn all of a sudden that him and Kim were getting split up. Oh, Right at the beginning of a new school year where they were taking Latin together. Come on. Yep, yep, yep. It was going to be their year. Well, yeah, it was like they had all classes together, every single one of their classes. And it wasn't like those things where he was driving on about how they're going to be together all the time. She seemed like genuinely excited. Like, hey. Yeah. 
we're gonna have fun together i i do think that's you can call it character growth or you can call it just them like writing episodes better but uh i like that like the more the longer we get into the show the more kim is like genuinely excited to hang out with ron yeah whereas like in the first season she just kind of blew him off a bunch and to be fair he was also a jerk a lot more yeah that's true well he was a well i don't know if he was a jerk a lot more than kim was to him they were both well he he, ron was a lot was a lot jerkier than he is now yeah yeah i well i feel like he would say stuff that was like kind of jerk ish but i mean she would do stuff like the camp wanna stuff early on was like yeah that that was like ron's not my friend it's like oh well holy frick yeah (laughs) yeah but anyway i like where they're at now yes oh yeah definitely like we can believe that they are best friends for like over a decade already and like dang like that scene where like they're just waving goodbye to each other and the music is playing i'm like ooh, this hits this hits that's rough and i think i think like right before that scene is where you know up to this point we've had the kim communicator now we have the Ron Nunicator. Oh, that was cute. It works the first one, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the I second one works so much. I love it. <laughs> and, and Kim says that Ron can call her or beep her if she wants to reach her. Call oh. and beep me if you want to reach me. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> All right, JC. JC, I have a hot take. Yep. Yep. I prefer them cutting up the movie into three parts in episodic form you know because i, I get, like that because i get to listen to the main theme three times oh <laughs> my gosh i love that thing. never skip <laughs> uh, oh. uh, the theme is just so good oh my gosh One also of those... okay i don't i don't know if we've yeah. ever mentioned this before but like in terms of court of capes history like scenes that go hard, like super hard. I'd say at the top, there's like Tanjiro cutting right. the thing when he's thinking about his dad. That's like number one. Like no scene that we've seen so far has gone harder than that, or like not even scene, but like moment. But the number two is the Kim Possible theme when it says when when she's just like Kim Possible, and then like the thing is like it's like the vault coming up, and she's like angry. Ooh, like that. Is hard. It goes hard. Oh, it gosh, does. Curtis. Every time, every time, I'm like, "Oh, let's go, let's go." So, I'm ready. Yeah. You got me. We're talking about shows, though, right? Yeah. Okay. I, was I, I love this passion, Curtis. I love it. <laughs> oh man, because like almost number two could be like Demon Slayer when Ren Goku, like you know, because there's that. Okay, I will too. grant that <laughs> since it's basically like season one point five of. Demon Slayer. Kim Possible can be number three. <laughs> oh, man. I grant that. But what about what about Welcome Home? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Crap. Bad words. Oh, man. <laughs> Outsmarted again. They're they're all, all tied for first place. How about <laughs> they all go hard AF. Yeah, that's all you they go hard AF, you know. <laughs> it's like how it's like Kim how... is about to beat the living heck out of senior 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 in that in that moment yeah 
Because <laughs> I think that's the animology episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, episode, we took right? that quiz, guys. We we took that <laughs> quiz. Sure did. You can However go back. Self-affirming it was. You can go Turns back. Turns out we're all the same person. And and listen to us take an animology quiz, which is a quiz in the Kim Possiverse, a personality quiz. Is it valid? <laughs> That's to be determined. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's valid. Maybe. Yep. All right, JC. What else? Oh. So, okay. So I was super excited because we get to see the Tempest Simia Idol. And I was all excited because I was like, ooh, three years of Latin is paying off. I know that means time, monkey. And also, I, I never took Latin. How, how did none of these stupid people, like, realize it was meant time, monkey? Come yeah, on. Wade is supposed to be a genius, right? Yeah. Yeah, now that's... A bunch that's... of dumb people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to throw things out here, but did Wade not seem as smart these past batch episodes? I mean, you know. he went through some hard times. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> hard times. He was going through it. Maybe hard he got time. time by somebody. See, that's what happens when you, I guess, when you start hitting puberty and you're alone in your room kind of thing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down bad. I'm down bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, anyway. Mom, a lot of my features restricted in my room. <laughs> Who put the parental controls on my communicator? Oh, my. Uh, I, I thought it was really funny that uh, running gags not running, but like it was mentioned a couple times, like how small Draken's hands were. We small yeah. digits. He's got we oh, small digits. That was so good. Like that was that joke was ahead of its time before it became presidential. Oh <laughs> my gosh, bro! <laughs> cruising for a bruising, bro. I, wow. I also I loved I loved the comedy dynamic between all of the villains in this episode yeah oh i love seeing the team up. i, I great stuff. i wrote i wrote one of them down and it was like he's like a uh, dr jack it's like impossible and they're like why are you always surprised and he sits there thinking he's like i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> dragon oh, honestly has oh. no idea why he does what he does but to him there's like a method to his madness Oh, it's it's just, so oh my goodness. Just the fact that they're willing to deconstruct him like that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Roasted. I mean, they were roasting him about his IQ or his genius <laughs> intellect for the last batch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Like, she goes like, oh, yeah. Did, yeah. did you actually take the test stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not confirmed. Not confirmed. Okay, guys. So I, I have a question for you. Yeah. How did you feel about Kim bringing Monique into battle with no training? It was. I mean, Ron chill. had Ron had no training, right? Well, Ron's been in it from the beginning with Kim. Yeah, but he he's didn't had, have. He's had. He has experience at this point. He didn't go in blind. Oh, but he went in blind on the first mission. So did Kim. They got into it together. True. But she still had, I mean, I guess she was just a cheerleader. Where was she trained? Like, we talk about training. Who trained Kim Possible? And where was she trained? Like, how well, was she trained? Whoever, whoever trained her, the same people trained Nana. Yes. Yeah. Because they know the yeah. same Kung Fu. 
apparently there are what 16 versions of kung fu i'm like kung fu is one art i don't think that adds up <laughs> that you you just only know one of the 16 josh one of them is monkey one of them, yes <laughs> yes yeah the, the tai chi ping qua or whatever it is yep yep that was exactly right yeah <laughs> oh man but i mean it was fun it was fun and obviously it paid off in a later episode so yep but uh yeah i didn't love the whole bringing monique into battle with Ooh. no training but, but you i know. thought from a character standpoint though i loved seeing her like just kind of trying it out oh no yeah. i did i love that too yeah and like just just her in the kp outfit like the that was fun that was fun oh yes i agree I love me some Monique. Mm-hmm. Monique is underrated. Oh, yeah. I wish we had a lot more of her. Yeah, more Monique. And I wish we got to see that girl that he, uh, Ron had a crush on again. Oh, Zeta? Zeta. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can confirm she does come back, but I don't know if they ever mentioned like the Ron thing ever again. Oh, damn. Can't remember. That's All right. okay. Well, maybe Ron has better things coming. <laughs> maybe. All right. <laughs> okay, okay. So, we got to talk about the meat cakes and the lamb and cabbage soup. All right. So, the lamb and cabbage, I could probably do. The meat cakes? No, I don't think I'd be a fan. I mean, it just sounds like burgers, like right? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I like cabbage. Yeah, I but based on our based on our uh, whole rules that we've set up, pretty sure we got to rank and eat both of those things. Oh gosh, no, no, <laughs> that's oh, not no. happening. That is not the food that I was going to present that could possibly be eaten. The food on here is no. <laughs> but Ron makes it look so good. Oh, on the tele on the communicator, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man. But anyway, this episode ends with Kim and Ron losing, and the villains going into a time portal. Yep, they lost quite often. Fun song while they were throwing the monkey around, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Forget what the song was called. Oh, I have it here. Give me a second. I'll find it. But uh, man, a second. I also loved how they. they like foreshadowed with Monique saying, "Yeah, I just need twenty more years to do some training, then I'll be good." Yep, yep. And I was like, oh, "I don't know if I would call that foreshadowing so much as them paying off a joke later." That's fair. <laughs> but I do, I do like the, uh, I do like the foreshadowing. I love it, so I will accept. I appreciate that. I think, I think this is where they played "Come Follow Me" by Aaron Carter. Yep, yep, yeah. I like that song. Aaron Carter, there's an early 2000s name for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these um, these three episodes, they definitely uh, went uh, harder with the music. There were a lot of actual. Oh songs. yeah, didn't didn't the didn't the episode start with music too? With like Kim, Kim doing a cheer routine. Uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. It did. Man, good stuff good start to the movie yeah i enjoyed it <laughs> jc 
Yes. How much do we have to pay you to see you dancing in one of those cheer outfits? Oh, oh, oh. We can talk finances and we can, we can see what we can work up a deal. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> I was just like watching this and I literally like what I would give to see JC <laughs> dancing in one of these cheer outfits. I will say it might not be as much as you think it would be have to cost. <laughs> Some Kool-Aid jammers and spaghetti in a can to do that dude for you. Oh, throw in a a couple popcorn chickens. We got a deal. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh. Um, But, okay, so to to, um, contend your statement, JC, about the best quote in this episode, I would like to present a different quote. And it was from Ron Tashigo. And he said, you know, in this life, you're kind of cute. Yeah. I, I, I like that one a little more. I, I put that one up for contention, man. It's like, uh, man, I don't know if I'm supposed to like that, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he is a minor, but uh, I, I, keep, <laughs> I keep forgetting oh. the ages. Okay, fair. okay. We never, we never considered the ages before like this show. No, we talking? That's true, but that's because everyone. That's fair. Pretty much everybody's this... minors in a comedy got killed. Yeah, and I guess Whitney was a minor too. She was in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. She, was, she was shipped with. Well, uh, never mind. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh Oof. gosh, man. Yikes. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, Paige <laughs> is legal. Is Paige she is legal. though? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, have, my, uh, we have no proof that like Paige is not, so. like, when she's legal or not. In my head. She whenever... is a program. <laughs> oh, that's true. We, that is so true. we simped. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, okay. In my head, whenever we talk about simping and, and shipping and all that stuff. Yeah. It's with the asterisk. They are of legal age. With someone of legal age. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Well, that that, that is the um, that's the implicit assumption. We right. always keep it wholesome here on the court. Yeah, of course we do. So, Don't in my wait. opinion, <laughs> with that in mind, with that in mind, we can say whatever we want. With that being the implicit assumption. All right, all right. There we go. There we go. With this, that this in mind, forever be our disclaimer. <laughs> and with, and yes, exactly. All in seven shows in. <laughs> We will, we will, we will, we will always just cite back to this episode. It's got retroactive power too. Absolutely. Exactly. It makes it makes the Whitney shipping okay. Makes my Monique shipping okay. Still doesn't, still, still doesn't make this whole Mrs. Possible thing okay. Oh, whatever. it absolutely it is does. So okay, Josh, you, you it's have not just, It's even life. more okay now, man. I mean, goodness. That woman is locked in behind marriage vows. Oh man! All right, yeah. Well, anyways, I was kind of feeling it with Ron and Shigo for a second there when he said that. So I think it was just a uh, something to say to get her like to like throw her off for a second. But I liked it when he said it. Yep. All right. Is that our discussion on episode twenty six? You guys want to move further into the movie? Let's do it. All right, episode twenty seven. Stitch in Time continuation called Stitch in Time or A Stitch in Time Past. 
Kim is forced to travel back in time to fight Draken, Monkey Fist, and Duff Killigan in the most vulnerable period her pre-kindergarten pre and pre-teen years. All right, so, Curtis, I didn't think this was the episode I was signing up for, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> All right? I didn't know what do you think you were signing up for? I don't know what I was signing up for, but this isn't the uh, what I was thinking I was signing up for. Anyways, let's start with Rufus 3000. Um, yeah! Which is pretty awesome. Okay, so I like Rufus 3000. I think he's cool. Now, the whole I ordeal surrounding him, the fact that he is the 3000th Rufus? Descendant. Yeah. Like 3000 descendant. Yeah. How is how is Shigo still alive? How is anyone still alive? Well, dude, do you know how what do you know what the lifespan is with naked mole rat? Do you? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> they, they're like they're probably like bunnies. They probably like recreate like within days. Wait, wait, look at that. Wow, naked mole rats live up to 30, 30 years. 30 years! <laughs> one second, one second, one second. They um, have to procreate quickly. Shigo is ancient. Uh, one second, one second. It's only 20 years in the future. All right, all right, all right. So, a queen naked mole rat, apparently they have queens, can produce a new litter every 80 days and can have up to five litters per year. Uh... Um, the average is about 12 per litter with a maximum of about 30. So let's just say maximum. Let's go maximum. Let's, just, let's yeah, let's just say Rufus is very very competent in what he does. <laughs> so, 30 so 30 times um 5 per year. That's 150 kids a year. Yeah. That would only that would only take like 30ish years to like get 3000. Yeah, or no, that's my my math is all wrong. It'd probably take like closer to like 20 21 and hey, 20 years. So Rufus puts out. He puts out. <laughs> he he made some kids. All right. I can't believe that math actually worked out. <laughs> I have no idea if they were thinking about that at all. But oh, they thought it through. To keep, be the gift that keeps on giving. Oh man. So I um I do like the reference to a year the year 3000. Um yes. I was hoping they would play the song. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, I know. I don't know if the song would even have any any sort of significance in what was happening in the show, but I think it would still be cool to hear that song because I mean, it's not like the other songs had a whole lot of significance. No, they they honestly didn't, which is sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next point. <sighs> a pregnant and possible. Oh gosh. Man. <laughs> That pregnancy glow, man, is real. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this discussion. <laughs> how far, well, you know, how low we There's go. nothing wrong with complimenting someone yes. about how well they are carrying a child exactly. or multiple children. That, that pregnancy glow, man, like, it's real. It's a real And here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, JC. Yes. I don't know if we're necessarily saying here that Josh is like, I want to be a homewrecker. Josh is saying that Mr. Possible, he's a lucky man. Mr. Possible <laughs> is quite the lucky man. 
That's all we're saying. We won't go into any details on that one because she is pregnant (laughs) with Kimmy. All right. So we're going to. I was just saying she got that glow and I was trying to mess with JC as I always do. (laughs) Oh, my. Also, here we go with one of my quotes. All right. That I liked in this episode. If you don't succeed in saving the world, have a cookie. Rufus 3000 knows exactly what he's doing. The man has Um, all right, my last two points. Uh Rufus looked absolutely horrendous when we first like the young Rufus, like the first Rufus. <laughs> he's so veiny. That that was that was like that wasn't a naked mole rat that we saw. I don't know what we was looking at, but oh my goodness. <laughs> That's that. That's the kind of child only a mama can love. <laughs> oh my word! That's the face that has three thousand kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they have so many kids. Mama just says, "I love you all, all the same." There it is. We're done. Yeah. Nope. And and you know, we never said that Rufus had to be the sole parent. He could be a great grandparent for some of them. His kids could have kids. Is that what we were trying to is it is that what happened? No, that's yeah, true. They, yeah, they just said that that Rufus was the ancestor, the original. Yeah, this that's true. So like it's easy to make three thousand kids when your kids yeah, are honestly kids. he's probably one of like fifty thousand. Oh my gosh. I mean there was a ton of them. Were they all named Rufus? Probably. Probably. Oh goodness. It was Rufus Prime and then Rufus one, two, three, four. Well, was he, would he OG Rufus? Because OG Rufus seems like the imaginary friend. Wouldn't that be OG Rufus? Because Ron's imaginary friend that he had, he said, I have a big imaginary friend. His name's Rufus. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he's not Rufus Prime. Okay, okay. All right, <laughs> so, poll to the court before we move on to another one after you guys have you share your thoughts. Which she go do we like better? She was presented in this episode at first just by looks. Do we like just by looks? Do we like future or present Shigo? Do we like the gray, the slightly different green and black design? What we got? Present. I mean, you know, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and argue on Salt and Pepper Shigo's behalf. Wow, because she is obviously a very experienced woman at this point. In time. Yes. That's true. Very experienced in the ways of life. And she conquered and, the world. And she conquered the world even more powerful than she currently is. But she uh, yep. down Bueno Nacho. That, ah. I mean, hey, let's not get ahead of my episode. Oh, but, okay. Uh, okay. But uh, let's just say uh, I wouldn't mind having my mind wiped. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Bonnie is a part of that. Gosh. That's uh, true. Hey, who? hey, we're getting there. We'll get there when we get there. All right, all right. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right. But uh, I do I do want to mention how hilarious. Because, uh, like, I love that, like, Draken's main shtick at this point is all of his plans are so complicated and dumb that, like, they can't possibly work. Yep. So yeah. the fact that he, he keeps saying, all right, we're going to transform ourselves into kids <laughs> and infiltrate her life. <laughs> Instead of just going back in time and killing her before she's born or something, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Shigo repeatedly says they should do. 
Yeah. Which I, which they kind of imply that she does, because that's how she takes over the world. Well, they, they no. do. Yeah, I mean, there is some. I like, mean, that's kind of implied. There's some spaces for sure with how she actually took over the world herself. And uh, due to time travel shenanigans. Yeah, we'll sure. get there. Maybe we'll get she there. was I, able I to run. stop Kim Possible from becoming like the 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 kung fu master she became, and you know that was. Her. I'm I'm gonna argue there's no proof that they ever even alluded oh, no, to. That, 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 that. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. There's no proof of it at no. all. But yeah. there's also she never I'm met an older Kimmy like. Well, no, they, they specifically said that Kim and Ron were lost in the time stream. Yeah. Yeah, so so they the time travel rules were that Kim and Ron weren't in the future because they went into the into the portal. Yeah. But they never came. So the, the whole idea was that they never, because they weren't ever in the past again, then they couldn't have grown up to the future. Yeah, but what happened to her? She just went to the future. And then for all those years, she was just out of the timeline. That was That's the time travel rules the show adopted. Hmm. As um, soon as she... Shigo had to do something proactive. Shigo had to do something, though, because it wouldn't have gone... The only thing Shigo did is that she was the one who orchestrated the plot to make it so that Ron was leaving Kim. And that caused all of that? That gave her the power to have the time monkey in the first place. And then and she she built wealth. That was the whole thing with she got in and she invested well. Evil or yeah, before the dot com burst, made a whole bunch of money. And then with Kim Possible out of the way, she had no one to stop her from just using all of her power and wealth to take over the world. Hmm. That was the whole I thing. I totally think she went back in time and killed her. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I love the head cannon. That's completely non canonical. <laughs> oh yeah, it's totally non canon. <laughs> oh my god! But okay. I love I love it though. Speaking of which, let's talk about the episode future. Yes. I think we have done. Yeah, we all right. Have so uh, jump, jumping off the fact that um, Shigo is the supreme one that we've been talking about up to this point. Um, I love the the Kim quote at the beginning. Uh, taking over the world always seemed like it got. A guy thing to me. Ooh. Well, check your prejudice at the door, Miss Kim Possible. Yep. Not so wholesome, is she, JC? <laughs> <laughs> she is a realistic, flawed character. Josh, let's put you under the microscope and see how wholesome you are. Do it! <laughs> I feel like there might be the most beef there ever has been around a show. In terms of Kim Possible. Maybe it's just because we watched so many episodes and we've had time to just bicker all the time. But uh, there is a lot of bad blood now. Yeah. And I like it. <laughs> all right. So uh, Shigo renamed Middleton Shigoton. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. Um, I My next note is just all hail the Supreme One because yes. uh, I will forever simp. All hail the Supreme One. No! Um, no! But, then under, but then the next point, she destroyed Bueno Nacho. Exactly. And let me just say, Ron freaking brought it in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, he, where he was like, you'll pay for this lady. 
Guys. That's a war crime. My Guys. goodness, you don't kill Bueno Nacho. If we could somehow get Will Friedel to guest on this show. <laughs> oh. Ah, that'd be everything. So many questions about Kim Possible and Batman Beyond. It's insane. He freaking brought it in this episode in particular. Okay, okay. We got to go. We got to DM Will Friedel and Christy Carlson Romano and get them on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Tell <laughs> oh, them we're man, literally they would definitely blow up somehow, but they would totally say no because we have like three <laughs> listeners. Well, you, all we all you have to do is say we are literally reviewing Kim Possible episode by episode. What other channel is doing that right? Now? True, that's Nobody. so true. Hey, like, we miss every shot we don't take, right? Exactly. And I mean, that's how all YouTube channels start with like three subscribers or whatever. You never know when you're gonna when you're gonna blow up. Just keep grinding, keep grinding, but do it in a healthful way. Don't, don't burn yourself out. Anyway, so then they get picked up by two drones. And the drones are like, prepare to be drained of all individuality and spirit. And Ron's like, yep, we're going to high school. <laughs> Which is fun. Uh, then we get to see future Bonnie and future Brick, who uh, are not doing so hot. Because, I mean, future Bonnie's basically the same. She's just a fascist now. And uh, Brick went bald, so Josh immediately does not like him anymore. Yeah. I mean, they automatically say that he kind of lost himself, you know. It was like... You know. Yep, yep. It is what it is. Um, and then I love the uh, the propaganda video where Draken's, like, explaining things, and then, like, he, she literally put shock collars on everybody. Yep. And she, and she just, like, shocks him a bunch of times, and she's like, yep, I can get used to this. <laughs> Which, I mean, is, is messed up, but also hilarious. Um, then, uh, Kim and Ron are about to get, like, sucked of all their personality. Um, but then, a big explosion happens. And Jim and Tim got big. All right. All right. And, uh, I love the reoccurring joke throughout this episode where, uh, Ron eventually says, Why is everyone in the future so ripped? <laughs> <laughs> love it. So um, a couple, uh, couple cleanup things here um their parents are on the moon because apparently there was a great uh lunar migration when chigo took over which i mean it's nice of her not to just shoot them all down true yeah. while, while they're evacuating to the moon um but chigo is nothing if not a libertarian um then we meet wade in the flesh and he is also ripped wade finally in the flesh all right, uh, and then this next part, JC, I'm going to need you to act it out with me. Yes. You will be playing the part of Rufus Prime. I will yes! be playing the part of Rufus 3000. Yes. Rufus Prime, please share your wisdom. What is the meaning of life? Hmm. Cheese! <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then they, all the naked mole rats clap, and then one leans over the other one and says, you owe me a buck. That gets me every time. Every oh, time. so good! <laughs> um, and then um, the episode kind of winds up, winds down with uh, the most fan fictiony stuff you can imagine. This is literally like fan fiction one hundred and one. If yeah. you're gonna have like a bunch of like basically a hero team up and a villain team up, the final chapters of your fan fiction will include 
them going through rooms and slowly getting picked off one by one as different people match up against people. And then there's a big fight at the end. And then we, we close it. I've literally written Mario Brothers fan fiction that rips off this very idea. Oh, man. That's amazing. Maybe one day we'll talk about that, but not today. Not today. Um, so first we get the Rufuses versus Monkey Fist, which is fun. Yeah. And uh, then we meet... Uh, then we meet uh, Robot Killigan. And uh, so, is the implication here that Shigo totally severed Killigan's head? I hope so. Because well, that's the way I'm taking it. The implication, I thought, was that he thought it would perfect his... Golfing know, ability? His craft. Yeah. 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 Just perfect his craft. So, he, I feel like... That was what it was implied that you know this cyborg him is the best him. Mm-hmm. That's what Shigo manipulated him into believing, Ooh. so that she could ever his head she chopped his the, head right off. Shigo is the ultimate villain. Yep, chop the head right off. In the future, they had the technology to keep him going. Now he's like in an R two D two body. Yep. Speaking of R two D two, I love that they had a Star Wars reference by saying. He's more robot than golfer now. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, then uh, Kim and Ron make their way to the throne room, and uh, she goes like, "Dr. D, take care of him." And then friggin' Ron is like, "Draken as a li- last line of defense. That's weak sauce." <laughs> <laughs> and then Draken, friggin' ripped like everybody is, comes out and he's like, "Who you calling weak?" He also mentions, I've got fab abs. Yep. Uh. <laughs> Still trying to talk like the teens. Yep, yep, yep. And then we meet future Monique, who literally yes! takes that 20 years thing seriously and is a BA now. Yep. Oh, I love me some future Monique. We love to see it. She's got weapons, she's got kung fu, and it's sick. Uh, ah. And then... Um, Freaking uh, Rufus, uh, not Rufus, uh, Monkey Fist rolls up and he's like, I just couldn't stop them. They're so naked. And uh, and then I forget, it's either Monkey Fist or Shigo who says, it. they're just like, they're just mole rats. <laughs> and then Rufus 3000 pops up with his brethren and he just, the music stops and he's just like, naked mole rats. <laughs> and then they just freaking attack again and it's hype. Oh my god. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, uh. And then, so, Shigo, Shigo's side um, eventually wins, and they're, everybody's strung up, and then uh, Shigo's about to kill them all, and then, Dra- and then Draken's like, what's the point of ruling the world if you don't stop and smell the roses? Quote! Yes. <laughs> Which is incredible. 10 out of 10. Um... <laughs> And then Shigo kind of explains how she did everything. Um, she admits the fact that she straight murked Baby Kim Possible. Um, oh, oh, oh. Straight ah. murked her. Um, and then she's and then uh, she's like, uh, uh, I uh, totally sent your sidekick to Norway. And then Ron screams at the top of his lungs, "You're the reason I've been eating meat cakes." <laughs> And then uh, Dra- Draken like punches him. Freaking Ron taps into that monkey kung fu finally, and freaking breaks this dude's hand 
and throws him across the room. Uh, yeah. Ten out of ten. We love Raw. And so, uh, he basically, uh, and then he kicks over some of the Shigo statues, and they win because Ron is amazing. And then the basically the timeline resets itself because they get their hands on the monkey, and uh, they get sent back to the very beginning of Stitch in Time. And uh, it's fun. This episode was great. Oh, did, so what, good. What did you all think? All right, so this was the end of the movie, per se, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I uh, want to say something very positive. The future tweebs are awesome. Way cooler yeah. than the present tweebs. I mean, I guess I can't disagree with that. I think well, they were pretty awesome, and I felt like their energy was much better as rebellion leaders and <laughs> jack dudes. When, when, when they both were like, hey, kabikaboo, yeah. boo-shaw. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how, that's how uh, Rufus 3000 introduced yep. himself. He was like, pick yep. a bickaboo. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. That just made me think the twins are somewhere. Like, we got to see the twins yep. somewhere. Yeah. Yep. And it was funny, because I think this is the first time on screen they actually clarify which twin is which. You know, I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah. I still don't remember which is which, but no, they no, could we, totally, we, we totally talked about it and I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well they were they mean like the that thing as well, the Kiminator or the Kim I don't know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they 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 named it the Kiminator. Yeah. After her. Uh oh. <clears throat> second point. I've got a problem. <laughs> we saw all the mainline villains. We got Death Killigan. We got Shigo, obviously, and Draken. We got Monkey Fist. You know, but we got no Triple S or SSJ. Yeah. That is a valid criticism. I and, think that. And, yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's also sad that um not only did we not get them in this batch, but we didn't get them in the last batch either. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we got them in the batch before that. I think we did the batch before that. I'm looking Okay, now. so the, bat the batch before that, we got the Golden Years, Fearless Ferret, Job Unfair, Motor Ed, Rufus and Show, Adventures and, and oh, Queen no, BB. we didn't. It was just a lot of good Draken and Shigo stuff. We haven't got them since Two to Tutor, which is still probably the best episode. Yeah. You know, what I was seeing is that, uh, or what I, what I listened to recently in an interview with uh, the voice director of Kim Possible, mm -hmm. apparently the guy who voiced uh, Senior 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 was like in his 80s, and apparently he wasn't in amazing health. Oh. So oh, I imagine that that uh, kind of, his health schedule probably accounted for how often he appeared. Mm-hmm. And just how he was feeling. So that's probably... Yeah, they, they were cranking out appearances earlier. Yeah. Yeah, they were. But so that's probably am, why the hiatus. I am pleased to tell you, Josh, that the next batch has not one, but two Triple S and SSJ episodes. Right. Nice. I do like that. I mean, like, I, I was kind of referring to the batch, but mainly these three episodes where we get, you know, 
the monkey fist and draken and shigo and duff killigan who seems to randomly appear out of nowhere all the time yeah <laughs> he's just always randomly thrown in there yeah <laughs> um that we we got no triple s or ssj and i'm just kind of like I could totally replace these two and put Triple S and SSJ. Well, I think, I think, at least the way I take it, aside from like the real world reasons, is that SSJ and Triple S would like overpower Draken and Shigo in terms of like presence. Because they're the other two, they're the other two mainstays. Yes, they are. Where like with Monkey Fist and Killigan, they're usually teaming up with someone, aside yeah. from a couple one-offs. And then being like, Shigo's lackeys makes it a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think Triple S or SSJ really like to be told what to do by anybody. Right. Yeah. I, I just really miss their presence. I do. Yep. Same. Yeah. Totally agree. And I think it's another valid criticism of Sitchin Time overall, just in general, especially of the last episode, um, that... All this build up to like confronting Chigo in the throne room, and she herself didn't really do anything. Yeah, that's true. But that's I do think point for I, present Chigo. I do think I do think Buff Dragon Dragon makes up for a lot of that. Yeah, that's fun. That was pretty cool. But yeah, um, overall, such in time, definitely lots of fun. Yeah, it it, I, it, it I, was fun. It, it was definitely the main takeaway from this batch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I oh, I love yeah. the uh, quote from Kim's dad in in the future episode where she's just like, or he's just like, Kim may have been lost in the time stream, but at least she wasn't talking to boys. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so good, and I loved at the very end when they're back in the main timeline and Ron's just like, and I hate meat cakes. Why did I say that? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, apparently they were definitely influenced by the past. It, at first, it was almost seeming like they got all the memories from that journey. Um, that I thought for a second it's like, oh, they were just somehow got all the memories from that journey. But from from Kim's face, it seemed like, but that's not the case. So yeah, just some subtle things slipped slipped through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on to episode 15? Yeah. So chronologically speaking, as I've said, we are now moving to episode 15, titled Hidden Talent. All right. Where are we going here? Oh, gosh. Uh, Where is it? All right. So Wade sends Kim and Ron to steal from Professor Dementor. Kim still has time to enter the social talent contest and decides to participate along with Bonnie. Not like side by side the same thing, but in the talent show itself. First point. Bonnie has had 12 years of intensive ballet training and Kim is still a better cheerleader. What? <laughs> like, good well, two ways of, Two ways of reading this. Number one, Bonnie sucks. Yeah. Number two, Kim is awesome. Yeah, I think both yep. of those are valid points there, sir. Yes, they are. Two points for George Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, second point. <laughs> Kim says she has 16 styles of Kung Fu. What? Yes, she does, Josh. <laughs> yes. Oh, How many man. does Batman know? 
Uh, well, first of all, he wouldn't call them all kung fu. Yeah, because he only knows one style of kung fu. Oh, man. But honestly, I don't know how many forms of martial arts he knows. Probably into the 30s or 40s. Yeah, 30s. Someone look that up while I'm making my points. Doesn't the comic book version of Batman know every single form of martial arts? Uh, basically, yes. Um, even the obscure ones in, uh, in like, diff- like that are very regional. Yeah, that, that, that was my understanding. Yeah. I just don't know the actual number of that. <laughs> no idea. It's just um, all of them. Yeah, just, just all of them. Um, second point. I could totally tell that someone was impersonating Wade. That was obvious. Yep. Yeah. That was extremely obvious. I was like... Oh, for some funny jokes, though. Yeah. Well, I was I was hoping that Dr. Draken's personality would really seep through Wade. But it kind of didn't. I think he did good for the first part at impersonating Wade. In a sense. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like, I even did a bioscan. I was like, oh, like, cool, you know? Like, way to go, you, whoever's behind the, the screen there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, uh, next point. I, I think one of the best parts of the episode. So there are two of my favorite parts. Number one is the visual representation presentation by Dr. Draken. Where he was like, he got the storyboard where he was like, all right. So now we're gonna put you in an endless, like a, a deep or a bottomless, you know, canyon thing in the ground, and then we're gonna fill it with water. And Shigo chimes in. She's like, "How are we gonna fill it with water? I don't know." And then he goes on to, "We're gonna put a shark in there and a squid." I just thought that was kind of funny. Like just the whole that was storyboard great. thing was funny. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, next part, or my second point that I thought was the best part was that Ron won the contest overall. Yeah, he did. And uh, just further proves the point that quantity is better than quality. <laughs> <laughs> that was an S-tier barking line. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I thought I thought that was that was great, great barking, and uh, but the episode overall, even though guys, it was a Shigo Draken episode. And a Dr. Dementor episode. And a Dr. Dementor episode, which, you know, this episode might change some things with that. Um, with our rankings, per se, is what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it as as much. I don't know. It just, it just like, I like... You, you didn't like the Kim Possible jam at the end? No... No, because the problem was is I thought that the song she was going to present, like that she was going to sing, was going to somehow be as good as the theme song. Oh. Well, you can't have that. I I don't know. I I almost thought she was going to sing the theme song. Wouldn't that have made sense? Like, imagine if that's what she sang. Yeah, I would have liked that. God, you would have loved that, JC. You would have been bopping, bro. <laughs> you would have been absolutely bopping. That's true. That's true. Oh goodness. Yeah. Can we can we briefly talk about how brazen it was for Ron to sign Kim up for the talent show, though? Yeah, like, that was kind yeah. of a jerk move. Kind of was. Also, just how evil Bonnie was in this episode. Gosh, 
she was straight always, sinister. She always is sinister, man. Okay, I was I was thinking about this. Um, should we rank Bonnie on the villains? Yes. Well, I mean, we know where we're putting her, but yeah, yeah, we can put her on the villain list just because she's a total jerk. We don't like. Yep. Her. I mean, I would argue that she is a very effective villain. But I kind of want to put her lower down just to spite her. Yes, but she is effective in what she does, and that's getting under your skin. Yes. she gets, When she gets under Kim's skin, somehow. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a solid C tier. Mm, I'd argue for B. I mean, I mean. She, I could do low she B. Was, she's definitely, okay. I mean, she's definitely better well, than we'll, Mavis. Like, no question. I mean, I well, yeah. Mean, we'll, no we'll, but we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there. Hey, we got, a, we got a villain to rank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, anything else about hidden talent? I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, it's not it's not a memorable Draken and Shigo episode. No, which was sad because previously it was like when a Draken and Shigo were in an episode, we we're like, okay, this is this is good. But yeah. All right. Now to another episode that I, I drafted. <laughs> Episode 16, Return to Camp Wanawi. Yeah. All right, Ron and Kim go to learn cheerleading at Camp Wanawi, which was actually called Camp Gotta Grin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, I thought that I thought that line was pretty good. I, I, I like that. Um, and find their least favorite place really hasn't improved, but Gil seems to reformed, or or seems to have reformed. Pretty nice guy now. Yeah. All right. So uh, I I liked and my first point actually was about the Camp Godigrin. I like that. I thought that was a funny name. Cool. Um, second thing, I liked the suspicious thing list that Ron kept going on and on about, like. That's great. Suspicious thing number 15. Suspicious thing number 22. Yeah. It's like, nice. This is, this is, this is definitely Ron's type of thing. Next was a quote by Ron. He said, you want proof? You can't handle the proof. <laughs> Absolutely great. Curtis, I'm going to put you on the test here. What movie was that referencing? Proof, you can't handle the proof. The actual quote is truth. You or you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. That is the actual quote from the movie. Oh, that's the person who's possibly seen the least amount of movies ever. I know. <laughs> JC, what you got? Oh, gosh. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is it, is it from Matrix? No. <laughs> I don't know. That's what, a good guess. From? That's a good guess, JC. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. What's it from, Josh? It is from A Few Good Men. Jack Nicholson said it when he was on the stand during the trial. I have never heard of that movie in my life. <laughs> a Few Good Men. But I, I say that all the time. You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I say it all the time. So it's probably where you've heard it from the most, actually. Um, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I thought that was top tier quote of them like referencing a movie like that, even if not everybody gets it. And people in that age range probably wouldn't get it either because the movie came out in 1992. So 
maybe something for the older audience. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, next point was another coach thing where he's like on the bus and Gil starts going bonkers as he does. And he says, for Pete's sake, not again. I, uh, <laughs> love coach. He just says random stuff and it's hilarious. Yep. Yep. And my last point of this episode is that I kind of expected Ron to be a monkey. When he dove into the contaminated liquid, I expected him to come out a monkey. That would have driven him insane, though. But it would have been poetic. <laughs> yeah, in, in the first Monkey Fest episode, he was literally like, I must become that which I fear. Exactly! Thank you, Curtis, for such a great Straight reference. Up. Straight driving up Batman my, stuff. Yes, driving my point further home that he should have became a monkey when he came out of those waters. I'm not wrong. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of expected it, and it would have been funny um, him coming to terms with himself becoming a monkey, and he technically, according to the legend, he is supposed to be the Monkey King, right? Or the monkey? The the one? Yeah. The chosen one? Yes, the chosen one. So, I don't know. This could have been a reference for something, and this is why I need to be part of a writing team of some show, man. Like, I could pull some stuff out. Really, really get some fun lore in there. Even for a kid's show. Who, uh, whatever it is. Who cares? All right. Any thoughts about this episode? Um, I guess, like, my one thought is, like, this episode is one of those that wasn't quite as good as I remembered. And not nearly as effective in what it was trying to do as the first Wanna Weep episode. Oh, no, the first Wanna Weep episode was much better. Yeah, and, like, I'm glad we went back just for, like, the sake of, like, continuity. But, like, yeah. I wish they did more interesting things than basically rehash, like, oh, turns out Gil is back, and he's the same. And he even, like, gets, like, the same result as last time where he gets put in the fishbowl again. Except instantaneous transformation, not over a whole summer. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I picked this because I thought we were going to have some fun Wanna Weep Ron stuff. And we got Wanna Weep. We got Ron. Not... Now, the the Mad Dog subplot was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like his Mad Dog stuff. So, it was the... Lowerton, oh wait, that was a different thing. That was a different thing. That was JC's episode. We will get into that. Yep. The Lowerton Weavers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to episode 19. Blush. Oh, boys. Okay. So, I feel like there's going to be at least one of us who wasn't crazy about this episode, but I like this episode. Fun. Mm-hmm. So, in the beginning, Draken has to go back to the drawing board with his evil schemes. And he's like, I have to I have to find some way to like get rid of my foe so I can take over the world. Which is fair. He's problem solving. Um 
another side note from this episode, um, they did end up taking Latin class together, which is fun that they kind of referred back to the continuity of Kitchen Time. Yes. Liked that a lot. And speaking of things that have come back, Return of the Mankey. Josh Mankey. Mm-hmm, stud. Love to see it. And uh, someone had to say it. I'm glad Ron finally said it. Mankey is eerily close to Monkey, and we cannot trust this man as a result. Because <laughs> everybody has the fear of Monkey. It's a perfectly normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, the, the dragon subplot is uh, he basically sprays Kimpasa with this stuff that'll make her disappear if she experiences enough embarrassment. Which I think is an amazing, like, over-the-top, cartoony, like, teen villain subplot. Yes. Or, like, I guess it's the main plot. But, like, I, what I like about this episode is, like, it kind of weaves the main plot in with the subplot. Sort of like they're just one plot. Yeah, I don't really know what the main plot was, so we'll go with that one. Yeah. Um, and we get, we get one really fun dragon line where, like, he, him and she are basically just, like, creeping on Kim the whole time just to, like, see if she disappears. And, like, trying to, like, sabotage her through embarrassment. And one time he's like, I think it's at the restaurant, when he's like, this is simply delish. Yes. And you gotta respect that level of pettiness. Love and it. so, uh, oh, I know what the B-plot was. It was the whole stuff with Wade and Ron looking for the flower. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. True. true. Yep, we all forgot about it, because it was, it, was, it just kind of happened. It happened. Um, but we got to meet the Wade Bot 2.0, which is like more of a robot this time. Um, and they kind of just do their thing. Yeah, why didn't um, he use and... his hologram thing? Yeah, he should have hollow Wade. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they end up getting the flower. So circling back to the fun plot, um, I love the Shigo quote where she's like, he's kind of cute. I approve. I approve. Yes, yes, that was good. <laughs> that was good. And, like, I just love seeing Draken and Shigo in, like, normal, everyday, like, situations. Where they're just sitting at the restaurant, or just, like, trying to mess up Kim's day, like, all... Yes, like, more, I love that More too. sitcom they, style. When they were sitting in the house, just, like, looking off those magazines, I was, like, like, further. Just, like, what it's like with them just together, normally. Oh, it was, yeah, that uh, was Like, I just want to chill with them for one day and just see how it goes. That would be so fun. That would be a ton of fun. So they end up hiring embarrassment ninjas. That's a thing, apparently. Yep, that's which, a thing. Which the twins are aware of as well. Yep, they are They are very aware of that stuff. I'm sure they are very well-versed in how the internet works. Never. And uh, then uh, Wade unfortunately dies on his mission. And Ron is very disturbed by this. And he's like, nope, no one gets left behind. I'm carrying you the rest of the way. And then Wade's just like, Ron, that's a robot. Like, you know I'm not dead right. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And he just drops the robot and walks away. Um, then uh, we kind of wind down the episode with Josh Mankey wanting to hold hands with Kim. But she is disappearing. Because the whole thing in her belly button's like sucking her up. Which is both kind of like gross, but also kind of cool. Um, but then Ron makes it back with the flower to cure her, and Ron is just the best. 
Yeah, I I thought at this point, like, that really solidified Ron as, like, the bestest of friends. Even though he was suspicious of Josh Mankey, like, the whole yep. time, he still did everything he possibly could. And instead of interrupting the date to, to save her, because he could have totally done that if he wanted yeah. to, you know, he did what he did to covertly so she could stay on her date. Wing man. Yeah. And uh, at the end, dang, they kissed. Yeah, they did. All right. <laughs> I got two things about this episode. Yep. All right. So, quote by Ron. I don't remember when he said this, but I think it's when he found the flower or got the flower out. I don't know how, but he said this. How you like me now, Mother Nature? Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who's your daddy's ah. daddy? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was a good one. That was a good one. Oh my gosh. I Will Friedel, I love him. Oh my gosh. I've yep. been listening to his voice so much because I've been reviewing this show and watching all of Batman Beyond. So, like, I'm all about that, Will. Oh, goodness. Love it. And second point, which ding, 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 gives us another update of foods that we are going to try. We do not have to rank this one, but we can if we want just for fun. It was asked, what was something, like, absolutely weird that they would eat? And she asked Josh Mankey, and I don't remember Josh Mankey's answer. What was it? What did he say he did? I don't know. But she does, she puts marshmallows on hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Do we have to? Just... Yes. We're <laughs> going to try that. Oh, we are absolutely going oh, to try that. <laughs> I'm here for the chaos. All right, whatever. I guess I'll do it. Well, we don't have to rank it at all, all right? So this weekend is up and coming, which means the next episode we're going to we're going to air definitely will have we will do food rankings for sure because the episode after that will most likely if if it comes out right, we will possibly put out a video of us trying and making these foods. Yeah. Get hyped. <laughs> it's going to be a ton of fun trying all these random things and, like, blowing our caloric deficit out of the water. <laughs> uh, sometimes you got to do what you got to do for the KP. For the KP. But, JC, do you have anything else to say about blush no not really it's, it was a fun episode yes it was definitely uh, a filler episode <laughs> yeah i'm ready to discuss the full monkey all righty then episode 18 the full monkey why don't we get down to monkey business let's go <laughs> so i have a pretty light notes for this one so you guys can just fill in whatever i miss and we can just kind of be on our way i guess but you know, this was the Monkey Fist episode, and, you know, they, they've been very hit or miss, to say the least. Yes. But, uh, right off the bat, Kim needs to stop saying that Ron can't get a date. What is this? Yeah, it's kind of mean. It is. It is. It furthers my point that Kim, overall, was been not as good as a friend as Ron has been to her. I don't know if I can disagree with that. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know why she says this kind of stuff. Or yeah. I think I think it's just like it's not meant to be mean, of course, but I don't think she comes off to. that way. But yeah, it definitely comes off that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully she'll learn from the error of her ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So anyway, uh, after Ron thinks that Kim has turned into a full-on monkey, uh, I love his interaction with <laughs> Dr. Possible. Sorry to bother you at work, Mrs. Dr. P. Well, it's not like I was doing brain surgery. You weren't? <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, yeah, that was great. So good. And basically my final point, Chimpy! What a delightful new character. Yeah, Chippy. Chippy. Right? Chippy. C-H-I-P-P-Y. Chippy. I was under the impression it was Chimpy. No. Uh, I'm not sure. It's it's Chippy. Is it Chippy? All right, let's check the Impossible Wiki. (laughs) All right, where is Chippy? Impossible. Chippy. Yep, fandom. Impossible Wiki. Chippy. Chippy is one of the monkey ninjas trained by Monkey Fix. Oh, well, there you go. I've learned something new. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is female, build, simian, hair, brown, eyes, black, skin, light tan. Hometown, unknown. <laughs> well, Chippy's got the uh, lovely dress from Nana Possible. Yes, which she pulls off quite well. Yep. And I learned very recently that Nana Possible was voiced by Debbie Reynolds. A.K.A. the mother of uh, Carrie Fisher. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds was also the star of Singing in the Rain way back in the day. Iconic. Well. Have you seen Singing in the Rain, Josh? Rest in peace, both Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds passed away, right? In 2016, yeah. yes. Yeah. One day after her daughter. Yeah. Um. No, I've not. I've not seen the entire film "Singing in the Rain." You've got to. It's a classic musical. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. One of the best. One of the best. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Any other uh, full monkey thoughts? <laughs> Why well, you really were lying? All right. We got Puppy Dog Face from Anne, and yes, we're on a first name basis at this time. I mean, oh, come gosh. on now. Ain't no way. We we close. We tight. You know what I'm saying? Always love to see it. We got both Puppy Dog Face from Anne and Kim in this batch of episodes. Great. Because she was doing the Puppy Dog Face to Monique, and she's like, you're doing Yeah. Puppy. Yeah. Wow. Um, also, uh, I don't know who called it, but someone called a monkey a banana-eating tree swinger, and for me, somehow that sounds racist. I can't tell you how, but it sounds messed up, doesn't it? Prejudice against monkeys, at least. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it sounded like something was wrong. A banana-eating tree swinger. You're not one of I'm those, mean, are ya? I mean, it's also accurate. Hey! <laughs> it is! 
Chippy's more than that, all right? Yeah. Chippy's a friend. Hey, you're right. You're right. I spoke out of turn. That's right. I also am sad you didn't laugh at my monkey business joke line at the beginning, but you know. Oh. <laughs> teach their own. It was also a reference to Mulan, because let's get down to business. Let's get down to monkey business. All right. <laughs> Let us. <laughs> oh, I like that. It seems we're getting tired, guys. Let's get the energy of popping. All right. No, we got this. We got this. Get the energy of popping. It's not, it's not that I'm getting tired. It's just when this episode was boring as heck. Yeah. Yeah. These last uh, few. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say it. It was it was the week, a very weak batch. All right. It was for me personally, it was it was extremely weak. And a lot of without episodes, without without such in time, it would probably would have been the weakest batch. I would. Yeah. I was, I was just kind of like, yeah, this I'm not feeling this most of the time. And I was the one who ended up drafting three episodes. So congratulations to me. <laughs> yeah the guy who hasn't seen Kim Possible like this ends up in a situation like yeah yeah yeah. I, I love that JC you texted afterwards like thank you so much for giving me the, the monkey fist one turns out this episode wasn't yeah also we forgot to talk about monkey fist in this episode he just kind of does his own thing it does his usual thing yeah yeah, I I enjoy the Monkey Fist episodes. That's not gonna. I mean, it's still gonna be low in my ranking, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I I love I love the discussion about Monkey Kung Fu. I love Ron being more front and center, but that doesn't mean they're always great. Yeah. True. I am. Um, uh, what is it? They they throughout this episode they made a big distinction. Between the two, between an ape and a monkey, one has a tail, one doesn't, right? And yeah. At the very end, they said the same thing about having a tail to him. Dude doesn't have a tail, does he? Who doesn't have a tail? Does monkey, oh, oh, monkey does fist. Monkey fist have a tail. No. no. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure that's what they were trying to drive at. That he's not an actual or not an actual monkey. He doesn't have a tail. Which was no, the whole point. Like, he didn't get to answer yeah. like, the whole deal. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, DNA yeah. me's got to do some more work. Yeah, why didn't we get DNA me? I think that would have been a little bit more entertaining with the whole bit. Like, we've seen Monkey Fist. Oh, you Fist. know what Josh is calling for DNA me. Things are bad. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, That's we've got so two true. Monkey Fist appearances. And the last time we saw DNA me, it was revealed that she created him. Like, or, you know, the whole... The whole, uh, I don't know what she called it, but in Batman Beyond, it's called splicing, because that was a thing in that show, so. Yeah, gene splicing. Yeah. Yeah, and in the future, apparently, that's, that's, a, that's, a, it's gonna be a thing. Gene splicing, where people become par animal. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. We can do uh, one of two things. We can go into villain rankings and then uh, ranking the episodes or vice versa. Sounds good. Let's do villains. Let's All do that. Right. Let's talk about them villains. All right, Curtis, since JC All has right. not gotten the most recent update on villains, hit us. All right. So uh, currently at unranked, we have Bonnie Rockwaller. 
and we will be ranking her momentarily. So, starting at the bottom of F going and going up, we have Dr. Finn, the Jackal, the Knights of Rodigan. We definitely all remember them. Yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm Nevius, the Bees. Yeah. And then at the top of F tier, me and Josh put Summer Gale slash Zombie Snowman. That's fair. Then, at the bottom of D, Commodore Puddles. Falsetto That's... Jones. Do you, yeah. you agree with that, Jason? Yeah. Uh, Aviarius, in the middle of D tier. Yeah. Adrenaline, above him. Yeah, that's, 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 that's rough. I, uh, wait, who's above adrenaline? Uh, Gemini. Yeah, and yeah. Rugal Luker. Yeah, Rugal Luker is at the top of D tier. All right, fair. then at the bottom of C tier, we have White Stripe, then Gill, then D and Amy. B tier, Duff Killigan, Monkey Fist. A tier, Professor Dementor, Motor Ed. And then S tier, of course, we have SSS, SSJ, and Dragon and Shigo at the top. Okay, so I have some thoughts. I have do we thoughts, rank, too. Do we want to rank Bonnie or adjust people first? Uh, well, let's just go with Bonnie. Yeah, let's All do All right. So I think that Bonnie deserves to be at the bottom of B tier. That would put her currently underneath Duff Killigan, but above D and Amy. No, no, I can't do that. See, where would okay. you give me a counter off? Josh, where would you put her? Second in C tier, tier. In C tier, we have D and Amy, Gill, and White Stripe. Oh. Let's put her. Josh, are you feeling bottom of C tier? I was thinking like second or third of C tier, but I could go bottom. I could definitely go bottom of C tier. We do. Oh, no. we do all we have to do is agree. <laughs> the majority is working against right. me. No. <laughs> yes, I, bottom I, I make a motion for bottom of C tier. <laughs> Aye. Okay, it, it is done. All right, it is done. Okay, I would also like to make a couple recommendations here. Okay. Um, I think that Monkey Fist needs to move down a little oh, bit. Oh, I agree. I was just thinking that. I really. Where is he it. at now? He's, He's at the top of B tier. He should not I be think, there. After this I, episode, these past two episodes, I definitely. Vote. I vote we put him below D and Amy, but above Gil because I feel like the second Gil episode kept him from moving up for me. He's way better than Gil. Yeah. So I, I put think... him right, right underneath D and Amy. I I would argue that. His role in a Sitchin time, just in how like much fun we had with him, with like his line about naked mole rats, uh, and 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 just you know some cool stuff, a cool aura to his character. That's like the only good thing makes he did him. In time. Like that's the only. But like okay, Dean and Amy's only had two appearances. One was garbage, but her and relationship the only... with Draken was fantastic. But that doesn't make her overall better than monkey fist i don't think who's had a cool uh relationship with ron and like a go at it with him i feel like you monkey could fist, argue that i feel like monkey fist has only gone down while dna has gone up but she's only had two episodes uh, i could okay i could put i could put we could just switch him and duff killigan i'd be fine with that in fact, I think that Robo Duff earned him a higher place anyway. All right, so 
we could put Duff at the top of B tier and Monkey Fist at the bottom of B tier. Just switch them. But that's still putting him below D and Amy, isn't it? No. Yeah. Well, no, that, that, that still no. puts him above D and Amy. Yeah, D and Amy's C tier. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Just switching them too. I mean, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of more towards uh, putting him at C tier, about right above D and Amy. I mean, I, I'm, I still, I'm okay I with still feel, I still feel like he's a B tier okay. character. Okay, then bottom of B tier he goes. Just because the show gives him so many appearances. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with him going down though, because I feel like his presence is just underwhelming. And honestly, we just reviewed an episode that was supposed <laughs> to be about him and we didn't mention him once. I mean, that, that's yeah. fair, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Does speak volumes. Yeah, uh, but I, I still feel like it's B tier. How do we feel about Professor Dementor being an A tier after his most recent appearance? It was good. I mean, it was brief, but good. It was. Brief. Yeah, and he was, he was funny. Yeah, which I mean, the, the reason like, he's in A tier is because he was so funny. It was only yeah. like ten seconds though of of literal screen time. I mean, I I just don't know if there's a real call to bring him up or down. It it's, but I feel like if he doesn't show up in a big way next time, I feel like he can be brought down a little bit. Yeah, we could reassess from next lack time. of exposure. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. What about anybody? Um, yeah, I mean, where are we I, have Gilligan? So oh, he well, is below D and Amy. He's below D and Amy, but above White Stripe and Bonnie. Who's White that, Stripe? I can't White, even remember. Oh, wait, you can't remember White Stripe? Come on, the, the villain of the Weasel, the ferret, oh, fearless, that White Stripe, fearless ferret, back at it again. Uh... Yeah, I think, well, because like, did Gil move down in my mind? Yes, but I don't think he's worse than White Stripe. I don't either. Yeah. I feel like we kind of had him at the right place all this time. Yeah. yeah. Ron made up that episode, anyways. So. Yeah. Did you guys so, yeah. just move adrenaline up? Is that what happened? No. What What change did you all make then? We, I mean, we we added two villains underneath her, Aviarius and Commodore Puddle. Yeah. Was that all that you did to the list? Well, no, and we were the babies went down more. Who did? The babies. Oh, the babies. The, baby. the babies. I I mean, we just we just put uh, Summer Gale above them. Yeah. yeah. It was just basically every villain that we could we put above or or below adrenaline because we know you don't like adrenaline and then anything we could do to put the there might have been some conspiracy towards <laughs> that. <laughs> whatever it's not as bad as we've done no no we didn't go absolutely bonkers because i told you there was still integrity involved so we still yeah kept, we still kept true to what we thought were quality villains and whatnot I appreciate it, and I—I I mean, Curtis and I have already outvoted you so many times, Josh, that it's fair at this point. Yes, <laughs> yes. The only thing I did—I think babies are like the worst. The BBs are like the worst villain we've come across. But you know, he's uh... yeah. But I will say it was a pleasure working with you, Josh, to get Bonnie that low. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm—I'm I'm here when you need me. You know what I mean? You know, so nah. it just proves yeah. about how effective a villain she actually is. Because even you all despise her. 
<laughs> yeah, but I don't know if that's because of her villainy. I think she's just annoying. Ooh. Ooh. Just effect- she's effective at being annoying. Yeah, but we love mm. Draken, right? Like the the S tier villains are enjoyable. Yeah, but, no way. Yeah, annoying. but they're not. They're, yeah, but they're not annoying. Exactly. That's she's not their annoying. vibe. They're, so they're not. Goes they're not trying to get under Kim's skin. Like, they're trying like, to like. They're trying to like blow Kim up as opposed to getting under her skin. I feel like the 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 further down we go on the list are the ones that are more annoying slash underwhelming, like just not good. Yeah, forgettable. All right, so yeah, that was. That shall was we? <laughs> shall we rank some, rank some episodes? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Can, can I just I, can I just rank a a stitch in time and then just say everything else is not good? <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of movies and multi-parters, sometimes we put them together, sometimes we don't. Kind of just depends on the person. I'm okay with I separating sp- the episodes. I split them apart. I, I actually go first, so I've got mine. Okay. Uh, at the bottom, I have the full monkey. Yeah. Then I have return to camp. Wanna weep? Hidden talent. Blush. And then ranking the stitch in time episodes: past, present, future at the top. Okay. Well, I mean, I have mine ready. Um, at the very bottom, I put the full monkey. Then I put blush above that. Ouch, JC. That was a fun episode. I will say it was such I, a filler episode. It was wild. Like, yeah, I think that's the reason why I put it that low. And I mean, like, we got progress on the Josh Mankey front, though. That's true. But I will say, Camp Wanna Weep holds a special place in my heart, which is why I had to put it above it. And. Hidden talent, just from the Ron Stoppable show, and hearing the line about how Ron proved that quantity is better than quality. That was good. Just for that reason, I had to put uh, Hidden Talent as number four. Just for that reason alone. Uh, But then, just like you, Curtis, past, present, future was my ranking for the movie. Solid. All right. Um, I have, uh, mine's very similar to yours, JC, actually, except switching Wanna Weep and Blush. So, the, the Full Monkey, Wanna Weep, Blush, Hidden Talent, Past, Present, Future. Nice. Nice. Alright, draft time. Yeah, this might be the most entertaining part, other than ranking the <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Am I correct in saying that it's my turn to choose first? I feel like it is. Um, yes, and what's really sad is there's one episode that I want really bad, but I'm last on the list. So, Ouch. Well. How did I end up? How did this happen? Curtis, I blame this on you somehow. I don't know. I'll take that blame. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Oh, boy. Okay, so. Uh, okay, so so I'm picking this time, Curtis is picking next time, then Josh is picking first the third time, right? Yeah, yeah, it's you, Curtis, then me. Okay, we gotta remember this. Okay, so, I'm feeling exceptionally generous 
Oh, JC, you sweet man. He's doing it. God bless you, sir. <laughs> so I will stick to my previous strategy, and I will choose Ron Millionaire. That seems like it'll be either fun or one of those episodes again where Ron completely changes his personality to become someone cooler, and it's not. Why not both? I remember this episode, and I actually am not just choosing it because Ron's in the title, but I remember liking it. Yeah, I remember liking it, too. All right, but also, Ron's in the title. With the second choice, I will be taking Oh Boys. Oh! Nice. You didn't. Curtis, you didn't do this. We were both exceptionally nice to you, I believe. Oh my gosh, you know exactly what I'm picking next. I mean... Yep. I mean, come on now. Coming in with Triple S. Goodness gracious. You are very welcome, John. Yes. <laughs> I you mean, deserve this episode. I mean, I was the one who brought it to the court of how much we needed. But Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. This this is going to be great. I think this is going to be fun. I've missed them. They're fun banter. And maybe we get to see some growth of relationship uh, between SSJ and Kim. Who knows? Oh, or, or SSJ and Shigo, but I don't know. Oh, Doctor. Both of those work out for me. I mean, SSJ and Kim are soulmates. Yes. They're, uh, she's a blue fox, and he is a white what? Yellow trout. Yellow trout. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, uh, he's always wearing a yellow shirt, so good for him. Sometimes black, though. Sometimes black. Sometimes yeah. Black. Sometimes a Shigo outfit. Oh, that's true. I mean, them, them <laughs> wrestling in the room alone, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> so I will I will just say, what? as much as our fighting has increased and bickering, also our goodwill has increased. Look at how kind we're being to each other right now. <laughs> Definitely. But I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I, I got my number one choice. So. To be fair. That, 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 that is fair. As did I. I mean, I don't know anything as we've come across, but I picked some doozies. So let's let's just move it along. <laughs> Watch it be the worst Triple S episode. <laughs> I mean, there's a possibility that the lowest of the Triple S episode could still be top tier. You know that that's true. That's true. True. Okay, so I will take for my second pick, Sick Day slash Truth Hurts. Oh, JC, you're being especially kind. Is he? Um. I'm trying to be. And uh, let's see. With the... Uh, mm. Okay, Josh, I'm going to be kind as well. because oh, I, I, know. I think I know what I'm picking. I, I legitimately think you're going to love Exchange, so I would recommend ah. you take that one next. I was going with because, Exchange anyways. Because, because I am taking Rewriting History. Oh, ah. that's a finale, is it not? No, Sick Day, Truth Hurts is the season two finale. Ew. Okay, because yeah. the list here says that the finale is rewriting history. But I guess wait, in your wait, chronological order, Sick Days, Truth Hurts. Yeah, 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 in the chronological. Yeah. All right, no, no, I was going to go with Exchange anyways. Um, I don't know. I think you're going to like it. I think I'm going to like it too. I freaking love that episode. <laughs> so I, I, I hope I got some good episodes here. With Triple S in exchange. So I have Showdown at the Crooked D. Which is not a bad choice. I like that episode a lot. And I believe that that episode has some weirdness attached to it. Because I think it was exclusive to 
like the VHS for a while. Oh shoot! That's and it didn't get it didn't get aired on TV until like a lot later. That's wild. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember which episode that is. I'll just uh, wait for you to find out. It did not get much airtime, so. Hmm. Might be some sketchy stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, it is that one. Okay, that's what I was thinking it was. All right. <laughs> that's a fun one. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Thanks for tagging along of us rehashing our thoughts on Kim Possible's villains, fun stuff, and covering these episodes. It's always a blast to have uh, you listening. Love your support as well as my fellow judges because we bring passion to the table. It's what we do to the court for all of you to enjoy and you know for us unlike the coach it's about quality and not quantity all right yes yeah <laughs> we are the court of capes where you we discuss rates and rank hero content anime animation live action we've been talking about kim possible it's been a blast in the kim possiverse just talking about canon it's it's a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out. With all of that said, it's been real. It's been timey-wimey. Been real timey-wimey. <laughs> JC, I love it, man. You give it so much thought, and you come out with the most random stuff, man. <laughs> Chaos. Oh, man. We'll see you next time.